kings and the Lord of lords. Hallelujah to the only true and living God. Hallelujah, our great Father and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three in one, we bless your name because you are an awesome and awesome God. Hallelujah, it's good to be amongst the brethren, even though we're doing it virtually. We thank God that we're still connected in Jesus' name. And yes, we're going to rejoice and be glad because God is good. He's faithful. He's true. He's in control. Hallelujah to Jesus. Well, we welcome you. We bless you. We honor you for tuning in. We thank God that we're in his presence. Uh, we serve a God that's not a statue, so we don't have to be where the statue is. We serve a God that's living and powerful. He's everywhere. He's in your living room. He's in your bedroom. Hallelujah. He's in your car. He's on your job. Hallelujah. You can give him praise. You can give him glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Before we get started, just want to greet everybody. We thank the church body for tuning in. We thank believers who are tuning in. Those who may not know the Lord, we bless you for tuning in today. Um, our nation is in a unique time where we're facing some challenges in our nation and we all know about the coronavirus and how the World Health Organization has deemed it a pandemic. And so we're responding to that here in this country and in this county. And most of us realize that we won't be impacted by it. Uh, most of us, even if we were to contract it, uh, would have flu-like symptoms and get over it in an amount of time. That's what the doctors say. But we do know that there are, are those who are elderly, those who are chronically ill, that if they were to contract it, it could be fatal for them. And so our governor has, has stated that uh, we don't want gatherings of over 250 people. So we're adapting to that and, and we're being obedient to what he's asked for us to do. We don't want this virus to spread uh, throughout the community. Uh, we want to kill it. And that's what we're praying for, that, that God would kill it uh, and we would do our part. Um, so this is not a fight. You know, nobody's told us we can't lift up Jesus, and no one's told us to stop gathering in Jesus' name. So we don't need to fight that. We just need to be a part of this community uh, and lead as the body of Christ and what it will take to see this thing through. Amen. I know we love gathering. Uh, I miss not seeing uh, you all in person, just your faces, to see that God is still in your life and just to see that um, you're good and you're well and you're still pressing on does my heart good. But we're going to do it virtually. Uh, and trusting that God is still keeping each and every one of us. We're not neglecting our faith. We still believe in Jesus, <laughs> amen, as the true and living Savior, and our faith is still in him. Uh, but we look forward to gathering together, together when it's possible. Um, we're monitoring the situation as a church. Uh, we're doing the best we can to, to have a plan to move forward. Um, I just want to update us all to be reminded uh, that there'll be no live corporate services uh, until further notice, uh, we would do things virtually. Um, so there are no activities uh, for this week, no activities for next week as well. Um, when the time permits, we will resume you know, small gatherings as we're enabled to do that. But we ask that uh, during this time, you continue to pray. The Bible says men should always pray and not faint. And so we want to continue to pray for the nation, for the church. Uh, we have Bibles, amen, whether you have a physical Bible, Bible on your phone, make sure that you're reading it, you're in God's Word, uh, it's connecting Him that way. We know we're still in, for ICOG family, we're still knowing to grow, reading big truths for young hearts. 
And this week we heard that God the Father is good. Amen? And that has not changed. And so this coming week we'll be reading about how the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are three in one and they work together. So we're going to continue to read. We're going to continue to grow. Uh, we encourage you as an eldership to spend time with your family. Uh, this is additional time that God would give you to spend some time with your family. Um, and then just stay tuned to, to what is happening. Uh, we are moving forward. We're a church on assignment. Amen. And that assignment has not stopped. God bless you. Those are our, our quick announcements. And we want to get into the word of God for today. We'd ask that if you have your Bible with you, that you would turn to the book of Joshua. We're continuing in the book of Joshua. It's interesting that God would allow this space and time to connect with what God has been speaking to us as a ministry as we're walking with God. We're in Joshua, the fifth chapter. We will begin with verse number 13. It's Joshua chapter 5, beginning at verse number 13. And it says this, And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho, that he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, a man stood opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversaries? So he said, No, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshipped and said to him, what does my Lord say to his servant? Then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Take your sandal off your foot, for the place where you stand is holy. And Joshua did so. We want to talk today from the subject, Ready for my download. Ready for my download. Ready for my download. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again. We bless you, God, for this opportunity to be in your presence. God, we thank you uh, that you love us. You love us more than we can even imagine, oh God. Your love for us is, is stronger, God, than any tie, any enemy against us, Father. And so we rest in your love today. Father, we thank you that you're in control, and we trust you today in this season, in this hour. And Father, we ask you to speak through your word. Your word is life. Your word is strength. Your word is nourishment for us. And we just, Holy Spirit, ask you to have your way, God, in our gathering. God, wherever we are, Holy Spirit, continue to move us, charge us, encourage us, convict us, whatever you need to do in this space. Holy Spirit, you're in full control. And we trust you and we honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Ready for my download. You know, often when, when I'm working on the computer, I get this message that says that we need to have an update for your computer. Would you rather do it now or would you do it later? But I don't know if you're like me, I always push later <laughs> because I'm always busy doing what I'm trying to do. But sometimes there are situations where they know that there may be a virus out there or some other issue that you need to, you need to download this update right now. Uh, there's no time to wait for later, so they give you five minutes, they give you 10 minutes uh, to get yourself saved and get yourself situated because this thing is getting ready to happen. And I really sense that in the spirit, God is doing the exact same thing. 
uh, there's some things that he wants to impart in us that maybe we've said, God, we'll do that later. Or we don't have time to make those adjustments. But God is saying, oh, no, <laughs> we've got to be able to do this and to do this right now. And it's amazing that God will shut things down and put things at a standstill in order to position us to receive the download that we need to continue to move forward and what God has for us. We are a church on assignment. The assignment is to proclaim the gospel of the kingdom to a new generation. And that assignment is still ongoing. It hasn't stopped just because we find ourselves in this situation. We got to realize that God's people have a promise and a destiny. So when we look in the book of Joshua, we know that God's people were moving towards the land that he had promised them. He had promised them over 400 years ago that he would give them a land flowing with milk and honey. It would be a land of theirs. where He would be their God and they would be his people. That was their destiny that he has for them. And so we get into chapter 6. We find that the people of God have gone through Canaan, through the miracle that God had provided, and then are standing on the brink of, of the new property, the new territory that God had given them. And God had told them, I want you to do two things. I want you to build a memorial to remind yourself of how I brought you through the Jordan River, of what miracles I did for you in this season. And the second thing he told them to do, he told them to, to be circumcised because the generation was not yet circumcised. They had not yet been identified with Christ. They had not yet shown that he is their God. And so they had to embrace their identity as God's people. And we're reminded today that we must embrace our identity even now as the people of God. Ephesians 1.13 says, we are sealed with the Holy Spirit. In other words, that we've got an impartation. We've got an imprint on us of the Holy Spirit. That's why he lives on the inside of us. We are sealed. We're, we're marked by the Holy Spirit. And I want to remind us of a sub-point number one, that we are made to be image bearers and not image creators. We are made to be image bearers and not image creators. We were created in the image of God. And so we waste a lot of time and we waste a lot of energy trying to create our own image and what we want people to believe we are or how we even think our own selves of who we are. That is a colossal waste of time because it will ultimately fail. We were created to be in the image of God. It's who God says we are and how God has created us. That's who we are. We bear his image. And it's important for us to understand in this season that we're in that we are marked for this season that we're in. We are the believers that are living today. We're marked for this season. So people are looking for love, but guess what? We've been marked with the love of Jesus Christ. People are looking for hope, and guess what? We've been marked with the hope that's only found in Jesus Christ. People are looking for peace that passes all understanding, and guess what? We've been marked with the peace that only can be found in Jesus Christ. And even in these circumstances, People are looking for joy for the next day, but I've got good news for you. We've been marked with the joy that only can be found in the person of Jesus Christ, and it's by his spirit that he gives us this thing. We have been marked. We're in his image. But we've got to understand that even though there's promise and even though there's destiny, promises don't stop problems from arising. <laughs> promises don't stop problems from arising. Promises don't stop challenging from, from happening. Promises don't stop disappointments from taking place. We've got to be honest with ourselves. We're in a very unusual space. I've never been in a time where I haven't seen sports going on television. Are you with me? 
uh, you can't turn on your television and watch the sport that you want to watch because it's been canceled, it's been postponed, it's been put on hold. And it runs deep for many of us because you imagine being a senior in college and it's your last season. You get ready to go to the NCAA tournament because you've worked hard and your team has finally broken through and now you cannot go. You've got to sit at home. Or it's your last season of getting ready to play a spring sport and you hear that your spring sport has been canceled and you will not have the opportunity to participate that in that any longer. Imagine getting ready to graduate from high school or college and hearing them say that your graduation place may not happen. You may not be able to hear your name read and turn your tassel in front of thousands of people in your family like you were originally anticipating. Come on, somebody in here. Imagine you had a ministry event that you had been praying for for an entire year. You had a thousand people that was getting ready to come to what you were getting ready to do. And all of a sudden you hear that you can no longer have this ministry event because of this virus and this pandemic that's going on in our society. Imagine if you had a job situation that was getting ready to turn for you, but now you can't do what you were going to do because of this situation. There's a lot of challenges. There's a lot of obstacles. There's a lot of situations that the promise won't stop from happening. And this is what we find here, that, that Joshua, he's leading God's people. They're healing, getting ready to move forward, and they're getting ready to take a city. But there's one challenge, that the city had some big walls. Jericho was surrounded by some huge walls that was almost impenetrable to them. And the people were scared of God's people, and they were walled up behind the walls. But their comfort was in these big walls because they knew that those walls were impenetrable. And so Joshua, he's, the Bible says that he's at Jericho and he's, he's around the walls because you imagine he's kind of walking and, and pondering and thinking, how am I going to get past this situation? How am I going to get past this wall? I don't have an answer for what is going on. The, the children of Israel don't have any more manna because God stopped the manna, but he gave us some, something to eat off the land and we ate that, but we, we know that there's more where we're going, right? <laughs> but we got to figure out a way of how we're going to get to it. <laughs> And I don't know about you, but some of us are feeling the exact same way in this moment in time. Many of us are asking the question, God, how am I going to get through this? My children are going to be home from school for two weeks, and I wasn't prepared for that. God, my part-time job at the stadium is not going to be there, and I'm not quite sure how I'm going to make it because that's how I made ends meet. That was the way that you provided. Now that way seems to be dried up, and I'm not quite sure what this thing is going to look at. We're asking the same question. We're thinking in our minds, and we're pondering in our hearts about how how we're going to get past this obstacle. I don't know about you. You've been to Sam's Club or you've been to Walmart. You know exactly what I'm talking about. It's crazy out there. Folk buying toilet paper. You can't even get toilet paper in the store anymore. Meat sections are completely cleared out. Don't even think about getting bottled water because you can't get the folk. Are, the store opens at 6. People lining up at 5.30 and before just taking stuff. It's crazy out there. People are preparing because they don't know how they're going to get through this situation. But the Bible says that Joshua, as he was pondering the situation, how he was going to get past this obstacle, the Bible says that he lifted up his eyes and behold, he saw a man standing there with his sword, his sword drawn. And we ought to understand in scripture, we 
that it, this man that he saw was actually Jesus himself. He, he actually saw the pre-incarnate Christ that he saw there. And the Bible says he lifted up his eyes and behold. We got to realize that it's natural that when we're going through these situations to have our head down and our eyes down. We pretend to think negative whenever we get into situations. When stuff starts to happen like this and the pandemic goes out, we start to thinking, oh my God. We start panicking and what's going to happen here and what's going to happen there. And our, our behaviors start to be negative. We start to think negative. Am I ever going to graduate? Will they even give me a diploma? Uh, I, will I be able to get my grades up in time to be able to graduate? Come on in here, somebody. We start thinking about these things and we start to go negative. We start to go negative. But I'm encouraging you to lift up your eyes today. Look up today. Don't look down, but look up. And if you look up, you behold someone that you need to see in this moment. You'll be able to see, behold. Behold means to look steadfastly on, to stare on, to gaze on somebody you need to see. Why is this important? It's important because we become what we behold. You see, we become what we behold. I remember years ago, I have a godson, and I went to pick him up. He was three or four years old. I went to pick him up to spend the day with him. And when I arrived, he came out all excited to see me. But once he saw me, he got disappointed. You see, because I had on blue jeans, but he had on black jeans. And in his mind, he had to look just like me. And so he went in his room, tearing up his whole room, looking for his blue jeans because he had to look like his godfather. And this is what I'm talking about. See, he was fine until he saw me. But then when he saw me, he wanted to change himself to look like me. See, so when we behold something, we start conforming to what we behold. If we look at something long enough, we start conforming to it. So in this season, we got to be careful not to look at the news. You can only watch the news for four minutes. Because if you start beholding the news, you're going to get down and you're going to get paranoid and you're going to get nervous. But if you start beholding the one that's standing right there, if you remember Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 says this, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. 1 John 3 and 1 says, Behold, look what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we might be called the sons of God. We got to look at the love. Look at how deep his love is. Look at how wide his love is. Look at how strong his love is. Look at how sacrificial his love is for us. So we don't got to get down with calamity and we don't got to start pondering and fizzling all up in our minds about what's going to happen. We just got to lift our eyes and look up and behold that Christ is in this moment. Uh, yet there's still opportunity and yes, there's still promise for his church to remain on assignment. Uh, God is present in this situation. This situation did not catch God by surprise. God was not shocked by COVID-19 or any other virus in the world. God knew exactly what was going to take place, and he has everything there that we need. And we got to remind ourselves that he is present with us. I'm reminded of 1 Kings chapter 19. Elijah was going through some stuff. He was going through some stuff. And so he looked for God in the wind, but he couldn't find him in the wind. He looked for God in the earthquake, and guess what? Couldn't find him in the earthquake. He looked for God in the fire, and guess what? Couldn't find him in the fire. But yet there was a still, small voice. Don't worry about it if you don't see God in your usual places. 
Don't worry about when you don't see God in the big things. But if you just look in the small things, you will see God in this situation. Reminded of Daniel in chapter 3 and the, the three Hebrew boys. Remember them? They had a situation. They got thrown into a fire seven times hotter than it had ever been before. But the Bible says after a while, they looked in to see how they were doing. And the Bible said, we thought we threw in three, but there was a fourth one that looked like the Son of God. So even in the deepest times of your life, Jesus Christ is right there with you. He said in Hebrews 13, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So even in this pandemic, God is right here in the midst. Somebody shout, God is with me. He's with me. He's with me. He is with me. If you got somebody by him, don't high five him, but just look at him and say, God is with me. Hallelujah to Jesus. He's with me. If I make my bed in heaven, he's with me. If I make my bed in hell, he is yet with me. He's not limited by space. He's not stopped. He is with me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's with me. He is with me. God is with us. God is with us. He is with us. He is with us. We got to be reminded. We're going to get a download from God. We got to remember that he is here with us. So we move on. I'm, I'm, I'm reminded of a movie called Captain Phillips. I don't know if you ever saw that movie. It came out in 2013. It starred Tom Hanks. And Tom Hanks was a captain of a, a, a vessel, a ship that had gone out. And it was overtaken by some pirates. And the pirates got on the boat and they had guns blazing. And they took the, the ship over. And they, all the crew people were like, Captain, Captain, talking to Tom Hanks, Captain, Captain, Captain this and Captain this. And Tom Hanks was saying, we've taken the vessel too far and we're off the navigation grid and we don't know what's going to happen. Everybody was calling Captain, Captain. And the lead pirate said, look at me, look at me. I don't know if you remember that. Look at me. I'm the captain now. He said, I'm the captain now. Joshua sees this man. And the Bible says, he goes over to him and says, are you for us or are you for our adversaries? And he says, no, but as the captain of the army of the Lord, I have now come. You see, he had his sword in his hand, and he didn't have his sword in his hand because he wasn't threatening Joshua. He wasn't trying to, to take over Joshua like in that movie. He was just getting ready to do what he came to do. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He was just getting ready to come to uh, confess God's will and do God's will in the earth realm. And too many times in life, we want God to be on our side. And we want to say, God, are you on our side? But God is always on his side. That's, that's the news. God's always going to do what God is going to do. See, but Joshua had to realize something. If he's on the army, so he's on God's side, and I'm on God's side, then I must be on his side. And things are going to be all right because I am on God's side. And God's purpose is still going to prevail. 
So in this season, we got to remember that God, Jesus is still the commander of God's army. He's still the captain. He had to remind Joshua, yes what? I'm the captain now. I'm in charge of what's going on. I've always been in charge. I'm in charge now. And I'm always going to be in charge. Our Jesus Christ, he is a warrior. How many remember? And his will is still going to be done on earth. Exodus 15 and 3 says, the Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Isaiah 42, 13 says, the Lord will go forth like a warrior. He will arouse his zeal like a man of war. He will utter a shout, yes. He will raise the war cry. He will prevail against his enemies. So the good news for us today is that we are still a church on assignment. And whatever God has promised, he will still deliver. It's not in our strength, it's in his strength. What he's promised, he will deliver. Some of you heard from God already this year. God was moving you forward in your spiritual walk. I got good news for you. That's still on. God is still going forward in your spiritual building up. He's still building up your spirit, man. He's still restoring your spirit, man. Guess what? God was doing some things in your mind this year. Guess what? That hasn't been suspended. It's still on. God is still renewing your mind. He's still training your thoughts. He's still teaching you in his word. Some of us, God was healing us in our emotions. It's been years that we haven't been emotionally stable. But guess what? That has not been suspended. That is still on. Jesus Christ is still able to heal you in your spirit, man. There still is a bomb in Gilead that's able to heal every wounded soul. He's still the healer of our souls today. Guess what? God is doing some things in your family. Guess what? That is not suspended. What God is doing in your family is still going on. The assignment for restoration is still going to happen. Where the two or three of you are gathered in his name, there he is in the midst of you. Hallelujah. The church is still on assignment. Guess what? We're still taking the gospel of the kingdom to a new generation. Yes, we're building week by week, and guess what? That has not been suspended. That is still on. The church is still taking the gospel to a new generation. Somebody give God praise because God is still in control. The commander is still here, and he's still the one that wins the victory. And so we realize that Joshua, the Bible says he sees, he hears from him. And the Bible says that his natural response was worship. The Bible says that he just laid prostrate before him. And I don't know if you realize today that if you would just worship God today, right where you are, this is not a forced encounter, but it's a true encounter. A true encounter with God will just bring you straight to your face. A true encounter with God will just bring you right down and say, Father, I yield to you. Father, I yield to your authority. God, I magnify your name, God. I don't know what's going to happen in this next season, but I worship you because you're a mighty God. You're an awesome God. You're a great warrior. You're still Lord of my life. You're still the blessed one. God, you're still worthy of praise. You're still the Lion of Judah. You're still the Lily of the Valley. You're still the bright and morning star. You're still the way out of no way. You're still the wheel in the middle of the wheel. You're still an awesome God, and I worship you today, God.
we got to realize that his presence is still enough. Just because we might be social distancing from each other, we're not distancing from God. His presence is still enough. And if we can just get into his presence, that's all we need because we can worship God in his presence. And we are our, our victor, our Lord, our leader has never lost a battle. We sing that song, he's never lost a battle. Who are you, Great Mountain, that you should not buy down? Who are you, COVID-19, that you should not buy down? Who are you, coronavirus, that you should not bow down? Jesus has never lost a battle. This purpose will still go forth. We're still going to open up our mouth and bless the Lord. Not sometimes, but at all times. And even in moments like this, when pandemonium is breaking out in the community, when fear is breaking out in the community, we're still going to bless the name of Jesus. Jesus will still be lifted high. Jesus will still be exalted. Jesus will still be the one that brings us through, that brings us victory, that triumphs over all his enemies and still gets the glory. Worship God right where you are. Father, we bless you. We honor you. We magnify you. We lift you up. Worshiped him. He laid prostrate. He wasn't forced to do it. He did it because he realized in whose presence he was in. And we realize whose presence we're in. We realize that we're in the presence of the true and living God. God is in control. Do not fear. God is in control. He's in control. He's got your grandmother. He's got your grandfather. He's got your father. He's got your children. He's got them. He's got you. He's in control. He's in control. Listen, let me bring this to a close. The Bible says that Joshua, he was worshiping God, but he said something so, for, so profound. From a posture of worship, he says, what will you say to me? Ah. Jesus says, take off your sandal from your foot. For the place that you are standing is holy ground. In other words, what I'm getting ready to download to you, what you're getting ready to experience is not in the flesh. It's not earthly. But it's, not, it's holy. It's from God. What I'm getting ready to take you through, what I'm getting ready, to, you're getting ready to experience. Uh, this is not an earthly thing, but this is a God thing. And the taking off your sandal and giving to another was an act of surrenderance. It was an act of yielding of authority. And he was saying, just give your authority over to me. It's not about you. It's not about what you can figure out. It's not about what you can plan. It's not about how many times you can go to the store and scrounge up for what you can scrounge up. What I'm getting ready to download to you is about what I have for you. 
And I'm declaring to us today, if we would just accept and understand this in the spirit, in Joshua chapter 6, everything Joshua needed to know to get past that big wall, he found out what God's plan was. He found out what God had in mind. And I'm here to declare to us today that if we would get into a posture of worship, if we would understand that God is right here with us, if we would accept the fact that it's not our battle, but it's his battle, and that he is the commander-in-chief, if we would get prostrate before him and just look at him and say, God, what would you have for us to do? What would you say for me to do? That he's going to download to us. He's going to download his plans. He's going to download his thoughts. He's going to download his ideas. He's going to download what we need to do to not just get past this, but to thrive in this, but to be salt and light in the earth in this, but to bring glory to his name in this. And we can't ignore this season. We can't say we're going to get this later. But if you want to hear God, you got to be able to get this right now. And guess what? You say, Pastor Tony, when are we going to have church again together? I don't know when we're going to have church again together, but God knows. You say, Pastor Tony, when are we going to be back in school? I don't know. Pastor Tony, is my graduation going to happen? I do not know. Pastor Tony, is my part-time job going to come back? I do not know. But I know one thing that God knows. And if you position yourself to hear what he would say to you today, he's going to download everything that you need to know. He's going to download wisdom to you. He's going to download insight to you. He's going to download comfort to you. He's going to download a plan to move forward to you. He's going to download his will for your life in this situation to you. That the virus is not going to take you out, but you're going to be able to go a different way. You're going to be able to go over it. You're going to be able to go around it. There's going to be provision for you, and he's going to show you where it is. I'm getting ready to pray and I'm closing. But I don't know about you, but it's challenging time, but I'm excited because God's going to do some things differently in our lives. We got to wake up to the reality. Things are going to be different. My perspective on things may have to change, but guess what? Jesus is with me. It may take me out of my comfort zone what God downloads to me, but guess what? He's the one leading the way. It's not me. I just got to follow his lead. I'm going to trust in Jesus till I die. Wherever he goes, I'm going to go. What he downloads, I'm going to implement. And I know that God's going to get the glory out of it. So march on. Be comforted in this season. Know that God is with you. Receive a download. Be ready for your download. Be ready for your download because it's coming. And he's taking you forward. I got my wristband. It says I'm on assignment. I'm still on assignment for the king. I'm still going to complete his mission for us in this season. Give God glory. Give him praise. Receive your download in this season. Receive it. Receive it. Get ready for it. God is not lost in this. He's in control. He's got vision. He's got impartation. He's got plans. He's got a way, not just for you, but for your family, but for your neighbor, but for your community, but for your church, for your ministry, for your business. Receive your download. Get ready. Stay postured till you receive it and go forth in faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. Greater is he that's in us 
that he that is in the world fear thou not for I am with you be not dismayed for I am your God I will help you I will uphold you I will sustain you with my victorious right hand of righteousness. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light into my pathway. I'm ready for my download. I'm ready for my download. Receive it, receive it, receive it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah to Jesus. It's God's time, God's got our attention, hallelujah. And it's not for accident, we can't watch sports, pay attention to God. You don't need to watch a rerun of something you already saw before. Pay attention to God, what God's doing in this season. He's shaking some things up. Things going to be different. <laughs> but that's a good thing because God is in control of this. <laughs> the plans may seem crazy to man, but when God does something, marching around Jericho's wall seven times without saying nothing seems stupid to man. But it got the job done because that's what God wanted to do. I don't care how crazy it may sound. If God is leading, if God is speaking, this is what we're going to do. And we're going to watch him get the glory. Amen. I just want to pray for us all right now in this moment that we will receive what God has for us with open hearts and open minds. Father, I bless you in Jesus' name. God, I thank you for your word today, oh God. You remind us, Lord, that you're with us. You never leave us nor forsake us. God, you remind us of your strength, oh God, that you're the commander, oh God, and you're always in control. And Father, I pray for my brothers and my sisters. God, yes, we may be going through some challenges, oh God. It may be financial, God. It may be logistical, how we're going to move around, oh God. God, maybe some of us are disappointed in this season. God, maybe a sport we can't play, God, a ceremony that can't go on, God. But we praise you now in advance, oh God, for what you're going to do. God, we don't know how you're going to work it out, God, but we open up our hearts to hear what you would say. Lord, what would you say to us? And I pray for every person, God, that's listening right now in the name of Jesus, that you empower us to be in a posture, oh God, to receive what you would say, for you to download to us. God, give us patience to wait, to hear what you're saying, and faith to move forward. And I pray in Jesus' name that coronavirus, God, will not harm us, oh God, that we'll be protected and covered, and that you'll heal those that get it, oh God, and you'll show yourself strong. Many souls will be saved in the kingdom because of what's taking place in this hour. And that your church will be marked, oh God, with the seal, God, of your love, your hope, and the power of the Holy Spirit until you come back to receive us on that great day. And we thank you, God, for your promises are yea and amen, and receive it. And we are a church on assignment, and that's not shut down, but that's moving forward. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Amen. Listen, I don't know who you are. If somebody here that does not know Jesus, you're watching, you've never confessed Christ as your Lord and Savior, 
I'm going to give you the opportunity to do that right now. You say, Jesus, I'm a sinner. I've not been walking with you. But I hear today about your love for me and that you died on a cross and took my place, that I can be the righteousness of you. And I receive you in my heart today. I receive you in my life today. I am your child. Forgive me of my sin. I confess my sin. And I want to follow you that all the days of my life. I am saved today, and I receive it. And I'm walking as a child of God from this day forward. I thank you for the gift of salvation in Jesus' name. And if you've said that prayer with us today, let a believer know, somebody you know that's walking with God, let them know, I gave my life to the Lord. And then call the church, communicate with the church, email the church, let us know. And we look forward to seeing you in person very, very soon. Somebody wants to join the church, keep following us. We want you, let us know, email us, text us, reach out to us. We want to let you know that you want to join this local fellowship. And yes, we're virtual now, but we will be back together lifting up holy hands. And we love to embrace you and love you. In Jesus' name.